the business savvy singer. Hey there. And welcome to the Business Savvy Singer Podcast. I'm Dr. Greta Pope, and I'm so glad that you're here. This podcast is dedicated to vocalists and to those who love them. We interview singers who are working professionally to get a glimpse into their lives and celebrate their personal journey to success. Join us weekly to learn how to move your career forward. Get tips and recommendations to help you realize the career of your dreams. You're listening to the Business Savvy Singer Podcast, brought to you by theprivatemusicstudio.net, providing online education to build sustainable careers in music. Also, Eternal Wolf Music, producing audio for every need. And Greta Pope Entertainment for the finest in entertainment. Are you looking for a great gift for Mother's Day? Join me on May 13th in Chicago for my Paris Noir American Jazz in Paris concert. This concert celebrates the mid-century American singers and musicians that introduced the new style of jazz music to Paris and to the world. So many wonderful stories. Hear the music of Josephine Baker, Eartha Kitt, Nat King Cole, Lena Horne, Duke Ellington, Ella Fitzgerald, and so many others. Give the mothers in your life an experience that they'll remember for years to come. Join me for a glamorous evening of great music. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to www.gretapope.com. Welcome to Season 2 of the Business Savvy Singer Podcast. This season, not only will we be hearing from singers, we will also be hearing from professionals providing support services to singers. Hey there, and welcome to the Business Savvy Singer Podcast. I have a lovely lady with me today. I'm so excited. She is my good friend. She and I have spent many wonderful hours together going to the opera, having lunch, just doing fun, fun things together. Her name is Elizabeth Howard. Elizabeth is the 2012 Miss Senior America. She's a beautiful lady. And she is the founder of the Vocal Power Method, which is just uh, an incredible uh, program that she's developed. She has uh, teachers in many different countries. So we will, we will talk about this. So, Elizabeth, my dear, how are you? Thank you for being with me today. Well, thank you so much for inviting me to be on your program, first of all. Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm very well. Yeah. So? so? So tell me... Let's talk a little bit about how you got started in the music business. And I'm talking about way back, um, what, you know, how did music first come into your life? Well, uh, I was five years old. My uncle had a wonderful piano teacher. Um, he sent me to piano lessons at five, and I continued all the way through Juilliard um, as a secondary major. My first, my primary major was voice. But I started at five years old playing classical music. Uh, and in particular, I loved Bach. 
And I just kept that up. And uh, by 12 years old, I was, uh, the rock and roll era came in and was around in the 50s. Mm-hmm. And I started composing rock rock and roll songs. Oh, cool. I, yeah. And uh, I, I loved that. And um, my father was a violinist, uh, classical, and he'd play, uh, so I always heard classical violin. Mm-hmm. And he was a big a proponent of opera, especially Italian opera. And he would put on the Metropolitan Opera on every Saturday yeah. afternoon on the radio. Yeah. As far back as I can remember. And I remember copying and singing to, you know, I'd go, <laughs> You know, imitate what I heard. And he once made a remark to me. He said, if you if you continue like this, I'm going to send you to Europe to wow. study voice uh, when you're 18. So that stuck in my head. And um, I was also dancing. My uncle, the same uncle, had a dance studio that I started dancing in. Wow. And I became a pretty good uh, ballet dancer. I got a scholarship to Carnegie Hall wow. in New York City. For I was there from 11 years old to 15 and uh, my mother sent me to a dance a music camp that wanted to start a dance department. Mm-hmm. And there were a few of us dancers. And I, uh, it was a band, all band instruments. It was a music, music for youth uh, summer camp up in Vermont. Oh. And the, fir- the first day, uh, and I was also playing cello in, in, from the fifth grade to the twelfth grade in, in school, in the orchestras. And anyway, the first day of, of uh, summer camp, uh, I was a dance major. It was a new department. And our director said, in case anybody wants to take voice lessons, Miss Stone is here for the summer. Mm-hmm. So I started lessons. I was 15. And they were classical lessons. And by the end of the summer, which I didn't think much of them, but I think of a lot of it now, mm-hmm. how daring I was. or <laughs> uh, I just loved singing. And um, I sang uh, the, the little arietta Sul, uh, Sulle Sulle Labre, Il Bacio, mm-hmm. on the radio with the band accompanying me. Wow. So when I got back to uh, Brooklyn, where I grew up, uh, we had a wonderful music uh, program at, in our high school, Midwood High School. I um, I auditioned and I became soloist of the chorus. Wow. So there I was with my piano, my cello, and uh, my my singing and my dancing. And I didn't know what which road yeah. to take. Yeah. I asked my director, the director of the orchestra. I was also in the chorus and orchestra, and he said, "Why don't you go for the singing? Mm-hmm. I'll send you to a good teacher." He, which he did. I went to her, and her husband was a teacher at Juilliard. And he came out of his room uh, uh, during a lesson with her and said, I recommend that you audition for Juilliard and I'll take you on as a student. Wow. I, and I auditioned. I got into Juilliard. He was not there because he ended up in the hospital oh that year. My. Oh, my. So I had a different teacher who really, uh, I felt, uh, I did, uh, I, I, by that first year, the end of the first year, I had a lot of tension, jaw, mm-hmm. my jaw was shaking, never shook before. Yeah. Uh, my singing went downhill, so I changed teachers to my roommate's teacher. That wasn't much better. For three years, I was with her, but I still managed to get a, um, a, into the finals for the Fulbright um, for, to go to Germany or Italy. I had my choice. 
And wouldn't you know, I got a cold the week before, <laughs> and I couldn't, couldn't do the finals. Oh, my but gosh. I did get a graduate assistantship to Indiana University, mm-hmm. which I did for one year. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to get my master's at Juilliard, so I returned to Juilliard for my master's with mm-hmm. the same teacher that didn't help me in the first place. Oh, wow. Well, I really suffered. <laughs> Yeah. I suffered for a year and a half getting 32 pieces from memory together for my jury. Oh. Well, I got through the jury, and I also got a job at Hunter College teaching. I was all of 22 years old teaching at, col- at the college level their voice classes. And my voice was just not, uh, it was not under control. Mm-hmm. And so I started going to different teachers, one lesson here, one lesson there. After I counted 15 teachers but no one was able to, to help me. So I had a choice of either giving up altogether or fixing it myself. Ah, so okay. that's how this whole thing started. And, yes. uh, you know, uh, the universe is a wonderful thing because, uh, at least I think so, because it, it, there was a silver lining in all yeah. that in all that suffering. I was meant to teach and, and help people sing beautifully and convince people and prove to people that anyone can sing, including people who think they cannot uh, carry a tune. Right. Because right. that is also learned. And mm-hmm. most people are taught uh, not to sing because uh, the minute they started as a child to sing something uh, some little piece, the parents or some teacher said, just mouth the words. Yes. Instead of letting the child express themselves and go on and, and sing with the other kids and learn, they shut them down right away. Yes. And that shutting down, in my opinion, doesn't only shut down your voice, it shuts down your personality. And their creativity. <laughs> and their creativity. And creativity yes. and self-esteem. Yes, and self-esteem. You're right. Right. Because your your voice, your even your speaking voice, really yes. is is a is a reflection of who you are as a person. Yes, absolutely, your confidence comes through in your voice. All of that. Um, so I, little by little, uh, I worked on my. Uh, I had I had a teacher. Uh, they were they were very funny. He was actually a pianist who accompanied voice teachers in New York City. to mm-hmm. various teachers. And he started teaching voice, and I learned from him the support. I had been taught pulling up and in, and he was teaching from the teacher. He accompanied this teacher, Madame Novikova, mm-hmm. and she was very, very famous in New York City in the 50s and 60s, maybe into the 70s, as a teacher of Nikolai Geda and George London and mm-hmm. a few people like that at yes. the Met. Yeah. And he taught the out-and-down method. You take your breath, you expand your ribcage, and then as you let your air out, you do not pull up and in. You, you It's a bearing out as if yes. you're blowing up a balloon. Yes. And regulate that air pressure along with the vocal cords, your mm-hmm. vocal folds, also called vocal cords, and you, um, you balance the vocal cords, and they're uh, absolutely exercises that, that deal with this, mm-hmm. your vocal cords with your air pressure. So your cords are, for example, um, uh, 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 those are the vocal folds, vocal yes. cords come together. Ah, 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 hi, how are you? Oh, baby, baby. So those cords can work in any range yes in any style but you have to learn how to isolate them and that was never 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 
ever it was a, a no-no to mention your vocal cords. Oh, yeah. It was back in the, you know, 59 to 66 when I was at Juilliard. It, and voice science was just not popular. It was yes. just just budding with a with a man by the, a doctor by the name of Wilbur Gould mm-hmm. who started the Voice Foundation and I was at the very first meeting I don't know how I got there <laughs> where he showed the larynx and he showed um, his instrument of how to see down into the throat into the vocal folds and there were several voice teachers there from Juilliard and several students and I was one of the students and it was at that point I said, well, this is really a science. Mm-hmm. And there, you should be able to speak about the vocal cords, the vocal folds, yes. the breathing, and yes. understand how they function in yes. singing and not let it be this huge mystery where you never, you never really get a grasp, pardon yes. the pun, of how to use your voice. Yeah, you're absolutely and, right. And I, th- I think, you know, the, the whole concept of pedagogy has become such a big thing in more recent years uh, and really understanding how the voice works and and all of those things. Now, so so I'm very interested to know, I, I know this, this was the beginnings of the vocal power method. Right. How did you then go on? And I know you have teachers in Italy, you have teachers in lots of different places. So tell us a little bit about that. It's like a franchise kind of thing, right? It is. It is. Well, what happened is I was teaching. I lived in uh, from Manhattan. I was there for 38 years and I moved to L.A. And I put a little ad in paper. I got a lot of students. So I had uh, lots and lots of students and I was teaching until 10 at night. Until one night, one day, my upstairs neighbor said she wanted me to quit teaching by six when she gets home from work. Mm-hmm. Well, half my income was, was from my evening students. Yeah. I said to myself, why don't I train some of my students to teach and then I can get a percentage of the students that I send them. That's great. Well, that's the beginning of the Vocal Power. I called it then the Vocal Power Institute. I changed the name to Academy, mm-hmm. Vocal Power Academy. And um, I trained six teachers at the beginning, and uh, we worked our way up to 14 in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Right now, uh, and then some of them worked out pretty well. Some didn't. One became a massage therapist. <laughs> Another one came became a speech therapist. So yeah. not everyone, one moved to Australia. Not everyone st- stuck with it. But I have four mm-hmm. very stable very stable that teach virtually as well as out of their studios in Los Angeles. That's wonderful. I have another teacher that was trained by one of my students in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got vocal power Las Vegas, Karen Michaels. And then I was doing workshops on my method because it wasn't just about support. It was about how to how to project, I, as I was saying before, with the vocal folds in the mm-hmm. air. Uh, 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 hey, 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 hey. You know, yeah. how to really get up high yeah. and make it easy. I mean, I don't warm up really when I sing like today, but it's it, if you know how to use your instrument, you can really sing any style. But Absolutely. of course, you have to be familiar with the style you want to sing. Yes, that's you right. You can't just say, oh, I think I'll sing opera. You have to listen to it right. and understand what the characteristics are. That's right. Or R&B, you have to understand what the licks, how the licks are formed That's and what right. scales are used. Right. You yes. don't just say, oh, now I can sing anything. Right. You have to hear it and yeah. practice each yes. style. Jazz, yes. country has its own licks. Right. R&B, blues has its mm-hmm. own 
blues use most most of more of the blues scale, whereas R and B uses most of the pentatonic scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of that is used in in Mozart, the all major right. minor scales. Right. So you you know you have to immerse yeah. yourself basically, especially if you're a teacher and you're pro- you're proposing yourself, you're putting yourself up as I can teach any style. Well, you have right. to know every style. That's absolutely right. You have to know you every style. Know. You have to yes. know what's required. Yes. Uh, how to use your vibrato, and that's another thing. Vibrato was never ever discussed uh, with any of the teachers I ever studied with. But Mm -hmm. the man I was married to at that time had a gorgeous vibrato. He developed it himself by listening to Maria Lanza Mm -hmm. and to listening to Robert Goulet. And he figured it out. And we were married a couple of years. And I was very still very not sure of what I was doing vocally. Mm -hmm. And I and I was we were lying in bed and I was kind of crying. He said, what's the matter? I said, my voice, my voice. He said, just make a straight tone for me. <laughs> uh-huh. So I went, ah, and he took his hand and he put it on my solar plexus and he bounced, he mm-hmm. put pulses into my column of mm-hmm. air. So uh, from the, ah, uh, I went, ah, uh, mm-hmm. I said, oh my it's gosh. Like, oh. <laughs> I don't feel any, any torture in my throat. Yeah. I don't feel any tension. Yeah. We got up out of bed. Go into the piano and spend an hour or two on that. Wow! So that was the beginning of my teaching, of my learning how to that's sing with wonderful. a vibrato that's and wonderful. teaching it. Yes, that's since, wonderful. And, and and since that's a diaphragmatic vibrato mm-hmm. on the breath, mm-hmm. but since mm-hmm. then I have discovered four other vibratos. Mm-hmm. There's the one that Edith Piaf, the French singer, uses. Yes. It's I put a vocal cord flutter. Yes. It's ha yes. ha roses. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that, mm-hmm. which Americans don't use. Then yes. there's the uh, the throat. I call it throat vibrato, but it's actually uh, initiated by the base of the tongue. It's like fly me to the yes. moon. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's throaty. Yes. It's, it's not fly me right. to the moon. Right. It's fly, and a straight tone, a yeah. delayed vibrato. Yeah. Like fly me to the moon. Yes. And then I. I found out what is this that goes well I in jazz and scatting I don't hear that as diaphragmatic or throat vibrato mm-hmm. that's kind of done in my and or I don't hear it as <laughs> either so mm-hmm. what is that so I tried it and I said oh it's like a little shimmery effect yeah and we also have that in classical music yes it's a very fast yes. vibrato, and it's yes. done really. You have to imitate it. There, there isn't really a way of teaching that. Like mm-hmm. you can teach diaphragmatic vibrato with the pulses, mm-hmm. but in shimmery, you just have to imitate, <laughs> and it'll work. Of That's course, great. the support, the down support, has to be there. Then, only a few years ago, I discovered a new vibrato. The new vibrato is the I call it. The Mid-Eastern vibrato, because it sounds like, uh, it's actually two notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and uh, Shakira, the pop singer Shakira started it. Mm-hmm. Then I heard it in Rihanna. in the so You can hear it in Diamonds in the Sky. Mm-hmm. Ariana Grande uses it, and mm-hmm. so does Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is, to me, this is very important for teachers to know the difference, the different vibrato types so that they don't try to correct their right. students. That's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. It allows them to sing if they in hear, uh, that style. Well, the teacher should be familiar with the song 
uh, in every detail that the, their student is trying to sing yes. and listen to yes. how the artist is doing it and listen and have the, the your student copy the style that Absolutely. is the way of learning style yes. copy 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 yes you don't you don't learn style if you're sitting on a desert island yeah you're so right. phrase by phrase copy everything from vibrato to phrasing to blah 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 yes. every, every you're right. So vibrato is included in the you know, subject matter of the vocal power method. So we have breathing and support. We've got uh, pro- uh, projecting, um, projecting your voice loud and soft dynamics, and we have colors, and we have uh, the vibrato techniques, different vibrato techniques for different styles. Now the colors is something also that's particular to the vocal power method mm-hmm. because I haven't heard anyone talk about. It. I hear people say, "Put it in the mask." Uh, do this, do that, but they, they, I, I feel that the vocal power really breaks down each of these topics. Mm-hmm. And for example, resonance or colors, it's resonance. You have mm-hmm. a vocal tract, which is all of your mouth, the back of your throat, and your nasal cavities, mm-hmm. all the open space. That's the vocal tract. Mm-hmm. So if you go like this, ah, 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 that's nasal. But there are a lot of songs that do, oh, baby, yeah. oh. A lot of songs. A lot of songs. Bring. You're right. You're right. And then you have the heady color. Ooh, not not falsetto, not head register, but ah, ah, ah. Yes. Mm-hmm. very light, but mm-hmm. it's heady. Yes. It's not eh, yes. it's not mouth. Uh, right. You have mouth a color too. Mm-hmm. You have a mouth color, which is where we, we speak. Hi, how are you? Hi, baby. Hi, how are you? How are you? Uh, when sunny gets blue, mm-hmm. here's my mouth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's my nasal. When sunny gets blue, yes, I get green, cloudy. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I go into my head, cloudy. Yeah, yeah. So you learn the registers, the colors, and then there's the chest color, which how I teach that is you lean your tone, you lean your tone into your chest bone, you're into your sternum. So if you're saying hi, you just think, lean my tone into my chest. Hi. Yes. Hi. Hi. And there, what happens is the whole larynx automatically lowers. Yes. And gives you more space in your vocal tract. Yes. So you get, ah, 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 Oh, mm-hmm. there you have it. That's yeah, the whole that's method. Right. That's a whole gamut. That's fantastic. That's the whole thing. The only thing we're missing is the mix. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to hear about the mix. I don't know if that this is the, the way to, uh, if we're here well, to, for me to give a voice lesson. Well, I think that one thing that, that you could talk about, I know you have something coming up for Chicago Cabaret Week. Uh, where you're going right. to be speaking about a lot of these things um, or doing a master class or workshop or something. Tell us about that. I'm going to go back when I was president of Nats chapter in California. Mm-hmm. I, at that time, I started doing workshops all over California, then for, for Nats, National Association of Teachers of Singing. Mm-hmm. And then I did the regionals in the, the Cal West. Mm-hmm. And then I got to the nationals. When I got to the nationals, in Philadelphia, 2000, people, uh, presidents of Nats organizations from all over the world attended that conference. Mm-hmm. It was on the East Coast in, the, in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. I got so many countries, national uh, teachers organizations wanting me to do my workshop there. It was a three-hour wow. workshop plus a master class. Yeah. 
from that point on is how I got to Italy every single year, sometimes ah, twice a year. Okay, I see. I see. That's really, great. Really, that, yeah. and, and I connected up with Anna Gotti, who's in Brescia, and she has been my coordinator and has sent me to many, many cities all over Italy every year. One year I went to seven cities wow. in one three weeks. And I did my workshop, a full day workshop That's and master class. I went to um, uh, Australia. uh, 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 That was first. That was actually another trip. That was before I even did my national convention. But I I went to um, uh, Brazil. Mm -hmm. I did the national convention for teachers there. Mm -hmm. I did Brazil, France, Italy, Canada. Uh, Then I did um, International Congress of Voice Teachers. That Mm -hmm. was ICBT in Helsinki, Finland. Mm -hmm. And I did EFTA, European Voice Teachers of America in Oslo, Norway. That's wonderful. So my workshops got very popular. And then I moved from L.A. to Chicago. And I taught a lot of celebrities, including uh, Paige O'Hara, the voice of Belle in the film Beauty and the Beast. Yes. So I Chicago, I did some... um, some workshops here, one of which for Nats is where I met you first. That's Greta. absolutely right. That is absolutely I did, right. I did vocal power for music theater, contemporary music theater. That's right. Uh, and then I, uh, and you talked to me about the French cabaret possibly doing a workshop mm-hmm. there. Well, mm-hmm. coincidentally, I had also been to France several times to do, to Paris to, and Lyon to do my workshops there. And I had a friend who, a friend, a colleague who actually came to Los Angeles and studied with me to become certified in the vocal power method, which mm-hmm. she did. Well, she was coming to Chicago to do her, uh, her own show with a pianist. And I went to it, and there's where I met Claudia Hummel, yes. who or, had organized this Chicago Paris Connection yes. Cabaret. Yes. So between you and Claudia, I ended up doing a full day wow. at the Cabaret Connection, and uh, where I heard 28 singers and worked with their vocal technique on their songs. So Claudia, after COVID, thank goodness it's over almost pretty much. She's doing it again uh, the week of May uh, May 9th. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it starts a couple of days before that. And on May 11th, I'm doing a master class. Mm-hmm. I'm conducting a master class where I will hear singers who sing their songs one after another, and I will make suggestions and comments and critique their vocal technique. That's wonderful. And I, I would like to tell our listeners that I am also involved in that uh, cabaret week. Uh, I'm doing a performance on the Friday evening, which is the 13th. So uh, very, you know, very exciting stuff going on in the Chicago area. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Well, Elizabeth, well, I want to thank you for being with us today. <laughs> I think people have really gotten a good sense of what your vocal power method is about. We will include uh, information uh, for your website, for the vocal power method, uh, so that people really get a sense of it. Because I think, you know, you've really whittled it down. I did. To very <laughs> practical approaches yes. to singing. And, uh, and people might want to have you, uh, do a workshop or, you know, avail sure. themselves of your program. I'm available for that. I'm, I'm not teaching privately as much, though I have some students because by choice, mm-hmm. but I do, I do look forward to doing workshops and master classes. And I will be doing 15 to 20 minute segments, uh, recorded video recorded segments on my vocal power method in the near future. That's great. Uh, right now on YouTube, you can see some of my tips. 
but they're 30 seconds, 60 seconds, but I'm going to expand. Yeah. And I want to thank you, Greta, for giving me the opportunity to be here with you, my friend, my colleague, and to share whatever I can before I leave this uh, earth. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Knows when, but I really want to share everything I possibly can with teachers, voice teachers, with with singers, with people who want to be singers. Yep. Before, um, be, while I can, while I'm while still healthy can. and I can still sing. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Elizabeth, thank you so, so much. And I look forward yes. to seeing you when I get back to the Chicago area. I'll see you on that wonderful week in May. Okay. okay. Terrific. All right. Thank bye you. Bye bye. Good news. We're partnering. The Business Savvy Singer podcast is delighted to be included in the NatsCast network. NatsCast is the official podcast network of the National Association of Teachers of Singing. It's an honor to be part of this community and have the opportunity to provide encouragement, education, and entertainment to singers everywhere. Are you looking for a great gift for Mother's Day? Join me on May 13th in Chicago, for my Perry Noir American Jazz in Paris concert. This concert celebrates the mid-century American singers and musicians that introduced the new style of jazz music to Paris and to the world. So many wonderful stories. Hear the music of Josephine Baker, Eartha Kitt, Nat King Cole, Lena Horne, Duke Ellington, Ella Fitzgerald, and so many others. Give the mothers in your life an experience that they'll remember for years to come. Join me for a glamorous evening of great music. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to www.gretapope.com. Singers, have you ever wanted to improve your sight reading skills? Do you want to hear harmonies better and sing them more easily? Would you like to be able to improvise and sing more styles of music? Donovan Mixon's performance ear training can help you with all of these things. Donovan has been a faculty member at Berkeley College of Music and is an expert in this field. Doesn't matter where you live, classes are offered online. Visit donmixon.com. Check out our show notes for more info. The Business Savvy Singer podcast is brought to you by the privatemusicstudio.net, Eternal Wolf Music, and Greta Pope Entertainment. Let us know if you know of a singer who is having great success in the music business. We'd love to share their story and their journey on this podcast. Send your emails to info at GretaPope.com. We've had a great time with you today. See you next time on the Business Savvy Singer podcast. The Business Savvy Singer. Singer.